Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with Alex I knew I was going to mess that up. Terra Nova. Did I do it right? <laughs> you got it, man. Hey, you have name anxiety like I do. I do it all the time on my podcast. All the time. So uh, Alex is a performance coach, an author of uh, fictional authenticity, and like he said, he posts the Dream Mason podcast. Alex, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. I'm super excited, man. We've had this plan for a little bit, so I'm super excited to have you on and hear all about. Don't you have? You've got a course also that just came out, right? That's similar to the book. Yeah, so I got I got a few. I have two courses now, but I do have a course called Fictional Authenticity that basically look. I know a lot of people don't read. Right? I read a lot, but I know like I know the people around me. A lot of them don't read at all or much. Of, you know, maybe what's on their phone. And I had that thought. I was like, man. You know, I put all this energy, I put four and a half years into writing a book about how you can basically start transforming your life on like baby steps, right? You don't have to like go in the woods and put makeup on your face and howl at the moon. You don't have to like take ayahuasca. You can do all these things. I know we, you and I, you shared with me. You can do all these things. You can hire coaches, you can hire therapists. You also could, you know, read a book and do what it actually says. A lot of us read books and don't do what they say. But I, uh, but I created a course based on the book and um, you can find it on the dreammason.com. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, I, I like teach lessons and there's a workbook. And so it's, it's, it's a little different and it, it is open to people that don't want to read. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with 75 hard, right? And so yeah. um, it, I, I was not much of a reader. In fact, that was absolutely the number one thing on, uh, you know, the list of things that you do on 75 hard that I was not looking forward to. And, but what it did for me, it was almost like, you know, it was just one of those steps where I, I, I had, I, I knew I had to do it. And, and I, and I read super slow, which is part of the reason that I don't love reading. Um, 
but there's something different about when you read something opposed to listening to a book. And I, I don't really know how to put my finger on it, but there's a level of, I don't know, I, for, for whatever reason, I soak in the stuff that I read a little bit better. It takes me longer. Yeah. Well, I mean, here I can, I can give you not only you this, but anyone who's listening who feels that way. Cause, and, the, and it goes actually back when I was a kid, I had, uh, I was diagnosed with learning disabilities and reading was really hard for me. So like my mom knew the teachers were like, your kid is dumb basically. And my mom was like, I talked to him. He's not dumb. Like I'm, it's, I'm really clear that he's not dumb. There's something going on. And luckily I had a mom that like, didn't just listen. Right. And she did a little investigative work, got me some tests and Hey, there's some stuff about my brain that doesn't work the way, the way society says the brain should work. Right. Right. Um, we got to create these boxes. And if you don't fit in them, we say that there's something wrong with you. Really. It's just like, you didn't fit in the box that we made up. Um, <laughs> so uh, reading was so hard for me as a kid and into like, I didn't read a book. Even I went to, I went to college and I didn't read books. I'd pay attention in class. I'd buy cliff notes. I'd find some person in my class that was smart that I could depend upon and like talk to them and get the information so I could get by. Right. So I wasn't like an A plus student, but I was able to get by and graduate and get my degrees and whatnot. And I didn't read until I was 32 years old. And I realized like my life was kind of a mess to, to me. It was a mess. It wasn't working. I was unhappy. I was miserable. And every successful person that I could find talked about reading books. And that didn't necessarily mean they read them with their eyes. They might've listened to them, but everyone talked about reading. And I was like, well, if everyone talks about reading and anyone who we would acknowledge as brilliant through the history of mankind reads, there must be something to it, right? So I started reading and this was the thing that changed everything. Cause you're right. I was a slow reader. I didn't understand what I would read. I wouldn't remember it. I read with a pen every time. I never read without a pen. And I would underline things that I thought were valuable. And I would write on the side. So I, I never give away books because I write all over them and I want them. I don't know what I might want them for, but I want them. The sides of the pages have notes and ideas written down. Sometimes I just write what it makes me think of. Sometimes I add to the, like I, I add on to what they thought, like it triggers another thought. In the front and the back of the book, if I get ideas, I'll write things on the inside and outside covers. That was a game changer. I started going, like I'd be in a conversation with somebody and they would say something about, I don't know, whatever, you know? And, sure. and all of a sudden I'd be rattling off facts and I'd be like, holy shit, I'm remembering remember, stuff. I remembered that, I can't believe it. And then, it, then you feel good, right? Now I feel good because I'm like, oh, I'm learning. Like I, I recognize I'm learning. And then what happens is we all, as adults, we're so dumb. We think this idea that like we should be good at things we don't practice. Right. That doesn't make any sense. No. If, you're, if you're like, I'm not social, I'm an introvert. Well, go practice being an extrovert. You'll get good at it. Yeah. You know, and, and if we're not good at reading or we read slow, it's simply because we need to practice more. It's like dribbling a basketball, right? We'd probably all dribble slow if we just did, didn't do it very often. But if you and me went out there every day and we forced each other to dribble for a few hours, we'd be dribbling really fast and be doing tricks and not that long. Yeah, it's just, it goes right back to, it's so interesting. I, I, I did a podcast with a guy yesterday and he was talking about something very similar, right? He was talking about, you got to put in the reps, which is absolutely true because, you know, it's like building 
you know, everybody uses this example, but it's so true. Building a muscle, you've got to go to the gym and you got to work out or you're not going to have muscle. It's just that simple. And it's not a hard, uh, you know, it's not a hard mathematical equation, you know, it's really not. And, and the same with the books, but you have to sit your ass down and do it. You know what I mean? You have to be able to be disciplined enough to sit down and take the time to do it. Just like you did with when you started your podcast, just like I did. We both put in God knows how many hours probably trying to figure this lot, out. Right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that that gym analogy, none of us go to the gym, work on our arms, walk out and go, oh, they're not bigger. That's weird. No, we don't, we have, we don't, we might look at ourselves and like as, but we don't think it's weird that we worked out one time and there's no change. You could work out for months and there's no change, but then there is right. All of a sudden. Right. And if you stop, it goes back. It doesn't right. stay that way forever. And even your podcasting, I look back and I, I actually helped this year. I've helped about 10 people launch podcasts. So like I've been kind of like a mentor, producer, creative, you know, giving a lot of creative direction. I'm not necessarily on all of them. I've been on a few of them, but I've really helped people who are like, I have something to say. I have a message. I have an audience. I just don't know how to do any of this. And some of these people are brilliant, successful, and you see them like they're childlike again. They're scared. They're nervous. What am I going to sound like? What are, I don't know how to do this. Well, all those things. And I'm like, man, two years ago, I didn't know any of this. And now I can rattle off these things, how to create it, best practices, what has worked, what hasn't. And there's, I don't know everything. And it's like, man, yeah, because for the last two-ish, three years, podcasting has been something you've been involved with almost, you know, at least three or four days a week. Yeah. I love, and, and you know, it's so interesting because I, you're absolutely right. But I will tell you, and I think actually, I think you know the person I'm going to refer to. Um, so my first podcast was Ryan Williams. You probably don't, you may or may not know him, but, but Dr. Aaron, right? Dr. Aaron, I think was my second or third podcast. And, and when I started out, right, we, uh, I had notes, I had questions and mm -hmm. all my shit written out. And so <laughs> I started to tell her, all, well, these are the things where she was like, Hey, look, she was like, do me a favor. Let's just, let's just have a conversation. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, let's just kind of like a ping pong match. Let's just talk. Yeah. Uh, and, and she was like, the best podcasts I've ever been on have been just conversations. And I got to tell you, Alex, listen, if she had not said that to me, I may not be sitting here with you today because it gave me a level of confidence and, and a level of ease I was able to roll right into my next podcast, which was Sean Whalen. And, you know, I, he's a, in my eyes, he was a, at the time, massive deal for me because yeah. he was my third podcast, right? Or, or whatever. So, yeah. and, 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 but since it's been amazing. And I think I've built better relationships because I'm not rigid on the phone. Or on the podcast, right? I mean, I just feel like that, and again, it goes back to the reps and so on and so forth, but it's, it's not rocket science, but I, I don't know. It, I, I don't even know the point I was making there other than the fact I mean, that I, what I'm getting from what you're saying is like, and I think this is uh, everything. Relationships are everything. And, I, and we're not speaking romantically. I mean, that's, that's part of our lives, but like relationships are everything. 
that, you know, I was just, I actually did a podcast earlier where we were talking about how, when we talk about investing, what are the best ways to invest? Well, what companies do you have relationships with? If you hate fitness and exercise and you're not going to want to research those things, why would you invest in Peloton or like, you know, e- you know, Equinox or any of these things, 24 hour fitness. If you love technology, if your relationship to technology is one of love and joy and fun and interest, that'd be a great place to go invest your money. And I think that applies to everything. Like as a, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, I, I want to have relationships with clients that I enjoy. I don't, I had to learn the hard lesson of like all the shitty clients leaving. And I don't mean shitty in terms of like, they're not bad people. They just weren't my people. Sure. And so it was like, but they'd hire me cause I wanted them. I was good. I wanted their money. They wanted change, but we weren't really a right match. Yeah. And, and it's like the, and the relationship wasn't there. And I think that applies to like everything from our friendships to our business relationships. Success in life is based on the, and it's not, I don't want to say the quality of the relationships, but are the relationships in service of you and your goals and your commitments? Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely, in having that, and it kind of, we can tie this right back to the five people that you all hang out with, right? Or the five people that you hang out with the most. Um, You know, if four of them are, quote unquote, shitty people, yeah, you're probably going to wind up being the fifth shitty person. And if they're all great people, then you're probably going to wind up being the fifth great person. You know? Yeah. And I look, I think it even extends beyond people. I notice, and I think this is, so there's two sides to me. And I think there's two sides to everyone. And we could say it as simple as like, you got a devil and an angel on your shoulder. We could say it's your subconscious and your conscious, your ego and your essence, like however we want to do it neither one is bad, right? Like I I don't believe that it's like one is bad and one is good. I think there's like light and dark and that, but the value of the the dark provides some value too. And the light, like it's actually, you want to fall in love with both of them and use them. So they serve you not, and and not have them pit against each other. Cause if you pit them against each other, you're saying you don't love parts of yourself. But I think there's like, I recognize there's parts of my, let's say like my dark side that serve me in certain ways. You want to go to a bar and hang out and have fun? Let me let that part come out and play. Now, when I'm in my business sense, I don't want that part to come out and play. It's going to sabotage me. I want my heart and my highest self and my trust and my faith to come out. And I think when we can blend both, and when you're speaking about the relationships with people, I think it extends to other things. So there's certain TV shows that bring out more of my dark side. Like, for instance, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Californication. It's, oh, it's it a, sounds it's super a, it's, It used to be on Showtime with David Duchovny, but he's kind of like this self-wallowing artist who's like sleeping around and getting drunk. But he's also like kind of cool and charming and funny. When I watch that show, I, like those, those parts of me want to like, oh, let's, let's go to a bar. Let's, let's like chase women. And... I have to be conscious of like the influence, right? Wait, is that going to serve me right now or today? And there's other shows, right? If I, if we put on like Tony Robbins documentary, yeah. I'm going to get like super inspired and want to like go help people. So I think it extends beyond the five people. Like what kind of music are you listening to? What kind of shows are you watching? What kind of food, the relationship with all these things 
I think it, it really like shines a light on it. You could say, does it serving the life you want to live or not serving the life you want? This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Dude, I could not agree more. It's funny, my wife was, and you know, everybody who's ever listened to this knows what side of the team I'm on and we won't get into that necessarily, but my <laughs> wife has gone down like the rabbit hole, like to the point, like it's, you know, you've got, you've got parlor, you've got all of these things that are coming out and, and I mean, it will suck you in if you allow it to. And I mean like the glimpse of just a couple of posts that are geared one way or the other. I mean, I've seen my, my demeanor change when I uh, hear certain things and it's like, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that thing could having some kind of control over me. Yeah. You, you bring up a cool point. So I started doing this thing recently. So I grew up in Los Angeles my, I grew up with a dad who's conservative, who's always been conservative, and a mom who's liberal. Now, I would say that I really believe that they both lean way more towards the center than either far left or right. Like, my mom is just more concerned with some social issues. My dad is more, conser my dad is more conservative fiscally. And, sure. but, and, but as I've grown up, we see that like the 10% the, the on the left or the far right want to pull the people in the center further because it builds up that, right? And, it, and we're also, it wants us to believe that more of us are not in the center. I really believe that more of us are in the center because nothing good comes out of black or white. It's all the magic of life is in the gray areas where we compromise and we work together. It's not where we force our beliefs on each other. But I agree with you, I've been like impacted by these things also, and, and again, I'm, I would say I lean left, but I own a gun. I have no problem with like, like people owning guns. I think we should be responsible and careful, but I don't think no one should have them. Like I, you know, I think like, Hey, we got to have rules. We have driver's license. We have rules. So right. I, and I, and I can say about other things, like there's some areas where like I'm conservative, more conservative, some areas I'm more liberal. And, and I think I lean, if you put me on a scale, I'd lean left. One of the things I've done recently is I started, I stopped watching news that confirms my beliefs. So I go and I watch Fox because most of what I hear on Fox, I don't agree with. However, sometimes they say something and I'm like, ooh, I agree with that. And it, it weighs this, it tips the scale. Like more, I become more balanced. I can engage in conversations with people from both sides. I can challenge the hypocrisy on the left because I see something new from the right, but I can also challenge the hypocrisy on the right because I'm, I'm, I'm also giving their opinion a fair shot. And I wish that people would actually, look, recognize what you believe. You know what you believe. Now, you don't need more confirming of that. 
right? Nope. You don't, you, what you, what we do need is to go, okay, I know what I believe. I'm going to only go spend time not arguing with people that disagree with me, but listening to people that disagree with me. What would happen if I understood where they came from? Sure. Instead of them being wrong, you believe the way you believe because of the way you were brought up and the things. Absolutely. You right. It's not magic. So was I. Right. And, you know, I think not only in the United States, but like the world, I mean, we're not, the, the fact that we think that we're enemies, not only with each other here in the US, but like, why do we have to be enemies with like China or Iran or Venezuela or France? Like, we're all humans. If we, if we say we're enemies, that relationship thing that you and I are talking about, well, if we start it by saying we're enemies, good luck with that relationship. Yeah. We start by saying we're people and our, our common interests are we want success and we want to thrive. Well, then we can maybe work on something together. Sure. You know, here's the thing, like, you know, that's an interesting. I, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say, well, this, I listen to the opposite, so to speak, channel to learn more. I think that's very insightful. However, now let me ask you, and I didn't really necessarily want to go down this path, but I, I got to ask, like, I, I don't know. I like, I, I, I don't watch the news period Sure. because I don't know what the fuck to believe. <laughs> like I'm like oh my yeah. god one day it's one thing the next day it's another thing I mean it's like all right fuck all of them like I just don't yeah. get it yeah I, I think we live in a tough time because we have too much information like there's just too much and I and I say that because if you and I lived 100 years ago or 200 years ago what would you know what was happening with your four neighbors, the four people in the village that told us all the drama about the other people in the village? That's it. We wouldn't know what was happening like in the, wherever the capital was. I mean, I, like it, it, it wouldn't actually matter that much. Now, again, if you were a slave, it might matter. If you were somehow like, like a prisoner or like, but for the average person, it, it wouldn't matter that much. Now with the spread of like the consequence of technology, benefits are we get to fly on planes we get to have do things like this the consequence is we have all the information at our fingertips and we can all just make up you and i could make up a whole thing right now about anything we want somebody yeah. would believe it and be like oh my god Corey, this guy Corey and alex are talking about how um all the democrats and all the republicans are shoving snails up their nostrils it's <laughs> making them high and that's how they're generating power to like take over the world we only need one person to believe it to share it with one other person and all of a sudden boom so the way i have kind of handled this is i purposely look to the things that i disagree with so i can open that up i don't believe joe's podcast down the street any more than i believe cnn or fox because joe down the street who has a who where it looked like we look at like alex what alex jones Infowars. yes he's got a bias also like, so do you and I, right? Like, if sure. you think that he's just telling you the truth and he's got nothing to gain, he absolutely has something to gain. He has you listening to his show. <laughs> just, just like everyone on at every media network podcast book. And so to, be, to say like CNN is biased or Fox is biased and not think that everyone is biased, <laughs> you're living in a fantasy world. A thousand percent, dude. You 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 nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. And you know, we were watching. So my wife had pulled up this thing last night, and I'm I'm sure you're familiar with Q, and I know sure. you put side cues sure. on all that good stuff. And I and like 
so I watch the Q stuff and like I, I get a little body into it. And then last night she showed me this thing because I'm looking for my I'm looking for confirmation for, yeah. for my team, right? Course, and yeah, I'm looking yeah. for the negatives on the other team because I'm narrow narrow minded uh to an extent when it comes to this election, so to speak. And maybe sure. it's just that I, I just want to win. I just want my way. <laughs> Everybody right? That's really yeah. yeah, of course. But we're watching this thing and 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 it's talking about, you know, the the last uh, I guess 16 years, uh, maybe 20 years actually. Now that I think about it, of of presidents and essentially, it's saying they're all, to, all all doing the same shit together. And then I pieced it together, and I'm like, wait a minute, they're the Bilderberg Group. I'm sure you're familiar with that. And you don't know. Okay, uh, so it, yeah, it's like the basically the main everybody sitting at the table at the Bilderberg Group really are the people that make the decisions sure. in the whole world. Like deep state conversation. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, but you got, you know, you got the Bushes and you got the Clintons. There are, and you got Obama. They're, they're all sitting at the same fucking table. Yeah. And it's like, well, how does that work? Oh, yeah. that's right. They're all probably friends. Really? This is probably just, they're probably just, <laughs> you know, they're, they probably all hang out on Friday night. Yeah. Well, well, here's the funny thing. So, I have two two things I'll, I'll share, and we can and we can keep going here. I mean, I like this conversation because we're not we're not being jerks to each other, right? We're just like hashing yeah. out. And being, I don't think that there's any way in hell that if if all that's true, Donald Trump's not also sitting right at that table with them, with Biden, and like I don't <laughs> I cannot believe that he's also not right there, right? You people can say, hey, he's not a politician. The moment he ran for an office, he became a politician. Right. You can say, I'm not a murderer. The moment I kill someone, I'm a murderer. Right. right? You only are not the thing until you are the thing. <laughs> so, so you can say whatever you want. Like, and people are like, well, he's like, he's lost money being president. And it's like, yeah, but whenever he's not president, he's going to make way more money now that he's been. So I don't want to like say good or bad. It doesn't matter. But it's like, if you believe that this is the thing, if you believe there's a people controlling, he didn't infiltrate it. He's probably part of it. And you're confirming your beliefs. But the other thing that I would, that I think is this shit doesn't like, you can't do anything about it. No. When I, when people tell me about Q or, you know, like, let's say like thing like Q is, is as conservative and like goes that way and it paints the left as like essentially evil. And I don't, I don't know what the example is. Like, I don't know what the left has as the example for the right. I just, I just don't go down these holes. Sure. but what I would say is you're spending your time on focused, concerned with other people's lives that you can't do anything about. And your life is probably going down the hole in that time. It is a distraction and you're a drama queen. If you want to live a great life, turn that shit off. Stop believing what you're like reading online. Turn off the TV, stop reading the, the internet and get to work on what you want. So like, look, if what's important to you is politics, then get out there and run for office. Like go find someone you support and work with them. But like the, the rabbit hole, the consumption of stuff doesn't actually change anything. It just makes us more sheep to whoever it is, whether it be a blogger or a, a power politician you want something to be different, you got to take action, not just gossip and talk about it. 
And most of the people that I know that are, that are in that, those spaces, their lives aren't that great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's interesting because you know, you're, you're a thousand percent right. I mean, what, you know, if I spend, I, yeah, I was telling my wife this, there, she had commented on something and, and, and it was, it, it, and my wife is like, she's an amazing person. Uh, but she, but something rubbed her clearly the wrong way. So she commented on it. And like, yeah, I, I just usually don't. And so what I did was I saw her comment on it and she of course forwarded it to me and I started to comment on it and I went back and forth and I literally, I looked at my watch. And I went, you fucking idiot. You spent 10 minutes debating <laughs> with yourself whether or not you're going to put a comment on this person's page. Yeah. I'm like, just shut it yeah. off. You idiot. Like, yeah. come on. And they weren't yeah. going to change their idea. No, no. And you weren't going to change yours. And no. It's, it's insane how much we, we will find anything as human beings to distract ourselves. And, and the thing about the political stuff is you're telling yourself, you're lying to yourself and saying it's important. I'm not saying it's not important. But most of what we're doing is like the, the posting and stuff and yeah. the commenting isn't making anything different. If you say to me, hey, I'm spending hours a week um, protesting or writing letters to my government officials, or I'm going to run for office, please keep doing it. Like, that's what, why we have this, but social media, trying to convince your friends on that, like, right. like getting in fights with somebody at a restaurant or a bar about what they believe. Like you're just, you, you've just found a really creative way to not help your life be better. Well, yeah. And, and a creative way to feel worse about yourself. Yeah. If you have a conversation with somebody that maybe you can't hold your ground or whatever it is, you know, and, you know, and plus, it, you know, I, I don't care who you are when you hear or see or read the negatives. If you were to post, you know, F one side or the other, right. You would get a litany of people just calling you names and like, why, yeah. why, why would you put yourself in that position? It's, it's funny you say, so I saw, I've seen this both ways now. The one that stands out for me that I felt like it kind of hurt, like when I read it, The Rock posted a video like saying what he believed. Yeah. This is the thing, The Rock has a platform. He's earned it. If he wants to share his beliefs, he has just as much a right to that as, as anybody who has, a who has a platform. Don't be mad that you only have four followers and he has two million or whatever, right? <laughs> right. And if you disagree with him, that's okay too, right? Like that's what freedom is. What made me really sad was like reading the comments, Rock, you suck because like, you know, like people that didn't agree with him. Uh, I knew I shouldn't watch your movies. Like, you know, like what if he did that to you? What if, right. he, what if you worked at like, you know, a local Chili's and you went online and was like, I really support this candidate. And The Rock went on your feed and was like, you fucking suck, buddy. You're an idiot. That's why you work at Chili's. Like, how horrible would that be? Yes, But I yeah, agree. because he's The Rock, you, people like all our, your decency goes out the window. Yeah, and, I, and you know, it's just, it's perception. It's your perception of The Rock. It's my perception of The Rock, meaning we have this idea, because we don't know The Rock, we don't hang out oh. with The Rock, right? <laughs> like, so we don't really know what he's like. We know what he, we know what he is on television, which is what he gets paid to do. Yeah. I mean, that's his job. Yeah. So, 
I mean, can we really say, like, is he a good guy or not? I, I know I can't no. say that. Hell, I don't know. No. I mean, I yeah. think for the most part, he's a good dude. I mean, I know he came out and said what he said about, you know, who he was supporting, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that went sideways. Or, well, for half the folks, and the other half were like, fuck yeah, I knew you were a good dude, right? I mean. Well, like, I didn't look at it as a good, I had, um, actually, I just did a, a podcast without saying who it is with somebody who I really admired. Like I really looked up to them. And right before we were about to record, I found out some political things about their beliefs. And I was like taken back. Like, it, like I felt like, oh my God, they're not who I thought they were. And we talked about it on the podcast. And this is the thing, they're, they're a good dude. They're not a bad dude. I don't think they're a bad person. I, we disagree on some political things. I think you and I disagree about some political things. But I don't think that has to make us you know, it's, it's tough because some of the political issues really impact other people's lives, right? Sure. Like, and, and my stance kind of has become, I stopped voting for what I believe in. And this is like, might be a crazy thing for people. I vote for what I think people that don't have the opportunities that I have, I vote in their interest because I think my life is actually going to be fine no matter what. Like, I, I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to figure it out. Like, I, I'm not worried about me. I might be impacted. Maybe I have to pay more taxes. Maybe I have to pay less. I don't know. It seems like it goes back and forth either way. It, I don't know that if I need to pay more taxes, well, maybe I should make more money and then it'll balance it out, right? If like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can control. I can't control the taxes I pay, but I can control how much money I make. That's right. But I started to think like, you know, if, if my life is amazing and I, let's just say my life is amazing, but everyone's life around me isn't then I'm going to want to shelter in place because I'm not going to want to go outside because it's going to be scary outside. But if my life is just okay, like, like I'm not maybe making as much money or whatever, my house isn't as big, but I walk outside and my neighborhood's beautiful and my neighbors are happy and they're all thriving, my life's actually better, right? Like I think about it, like the, another way to say this is I want to be the most ugly unsuccessful, most boring person in every room I'm in, because that's a good fucking room. If I need to be the best, wealthiest, most charismatic and best looking, that kind of sucks to be in that room if you're the best. Right, right, I think right. people are trying, like, have it backwards. They, they're like, it's all about me, me, me. But if everything around you is shitty, who yeah. cares how great it is for you? That's a great point, dude. That's such a great point. And 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 you're and it kind of ties back to the people that you, you hang out with, right? You don't, you know, you do want to hang out with winners, right? But it's, it's at the same time, uh, it, you also need to give people the opportunity to also hang out with winners, yeah. right? So, in other words, you know, you may come across somebody that maybe is not as fortunate as you or myself or maybe not as successful, or maybe whatever. <clears throat> and maybe they need the same shot that we got at some point in our life, or maybe many times, who knows? Um, but I, I do know this, if it weren't for people, you know, that I could look up to and learn from, I wouldn't be where I am, right? Yeah, so I want to yeah. be that for somebody else. Yeah, and we, look, you and I met because of a situation like that. I have 
a guy who, who I coach and support and help him with like his, and he's young, he's in his early twenties and I've been working with him for a couple of years and I support him on like his life and his goals and I coach him and he helps me with my projects, right? Like that's the kind of trade-off. So I'm not only do I give him my services for free, I mentor him and as like a way to pay me back, he does, he does some work for me. He helps, he helps me really with my podcast. That's, and that's how we met. You know, he, yeah. he found you. He was a big fan. He like, liked, he was like, dude, we should get him on. Um, and I think like, I could say that, oh man, I'm like giving away this time and this energy. But to me, you know, when I was coming up in the restaurant business before, when I, when I, when I was in my early twenties, there were like those chefs who took me under their wing and taught me the things that I, that somebody had to teach you. Yes. You know, you, you didn't just get them by osmosis. And those mentors that gave me a shot and a job that I didn't necessarily ready for, but they held my hand in the process. And I do agree with you. Yeah, let's, let's be, if I get to be the most unsuccessful, unfunny, unattractive, poorest person in a room, let me find one person to bring in that room with me so that like I'm using, it's like, how do I use my leverage or my privilege to kind of lift up somebody else? I think that's, it's like, we didn't, you and I didn't intend for this to be a political podcast. I think that's the unfortunate thing that we're, that a lot of us are missing in, a, in the privilege conversation Sure, is your privilege and my privilege isn't a bad thing, but can we use, it's just, it's just, it is right. Like it just, right. it's like, but can I use my privilege to help someone who doesn't have it? And that could be as simple as like, can I use my privilege of having food to help someone who doesn't have food? Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be a quote unquote race conversation. Sure. There's a, there's a professional football player who's out there and he's like, dude, I'm a professional football player. I'm a black man. My privilege is that I'm rich. <laughs> so I use my rich privilege to help people that aren't rich. Right. You know, it, he, and, and this is a this is a great example, and I I, I, I tell you the story not to toot my own horn, but because it genuinely like I literally get goosebumps when I think about it. But you know, and you're going to know exactly where this came from. But two years ago, well, I'll just tell you, you know, I went, <laughs> I, you know, I, I got in. That's when I got into Tony Robbins, right? And he told uh -huh. a story about Thanksgiving, and I'm like, you know, I don't do at the time. I was like, I don't do anything for anybody else, period, yeah. unless it yeah. benefits me. <laughs> So be honest, yeah. Well, I'm just being totally, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. we, so I told my wife and I cooked dinner or cooked Thanksgiving for a family anonymously, and we took it and we just left it on their front porch. And I got to tell oh, you, nice. dude, like that, it was, um, you know, I almost get choked up when I think about it because it was just. I remember explicitly looking in the rearview mirror and just thinking, like, I just kind of want to see them open the door, yeah. um, so but. Cool. But it didn't have, they didn't open the door at the time. And then, but, and after we got left there, I, I felt so good that I really did do this for a family. They have no idea who I am. They, yeah. to this day, don't know who I am. And we did it again last year and we're going to do it again this year. And I'll be, I'm going to be honest, you know, it, it is great to help the family, right? I don't know them, but, but selfishly, I want the feeling. Yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. being honest. I, I want the feeling of, of knowing that somebody got to eat on Thanksgiving and maybe they did, wouldn't have, or they wouldn't have had food. I mean, we get the families yeah. from a church friend of uh, a guy that I know yeah. that runs a church and he always gives us a family and, and it's That's super awesome. cool. 
And, and last year we, we didn't cook the food. We just took it to them and it was not the same. It just wasn't because I didn't put any work into it. I just went to the store and bought the shit and dropped it off. Like it just, it was just different. And so this year I'm not going to do it that way. Although with all the, uh, you know, who knows, I don't know if people would eat food from right now with COVID, whatever the hell's (laughs) going on with that or not. I don't know if you'll, I don't know if you'll air video of this, but like for people listening, like I can see you and the, the really beautiful thing is like, you can see the emotion, like it literally goes right to your heart because at the end of the day, like that's all we are as humans, right? It doesn't matter what religion, what race, what political party that helping another human actually serves us because as I would say is we are them and they are us. Right. We've done a really good job as humans to, to, to make that look different, right? Like, oh, well, that's your house. That's my house. There's nothing that's ours. It's our, it might be ours while we're here and then we're going to die and somebody else, you know, it's like, but, it, but that, that energy transference, like to me, you putting food on someone's door is like you giving someone love. You literally left love on their doorstep. Well, you got love back. Like yeah. you, even without, it wasn't, and, but you didn't do it for that. No, no I didn't. Thing. Now, even if you do do it for that, who cares? Right. I'm right. still helping like, somebody else. Well, and if you think about this, like when you, when you are intimate with your wife, sure, you both want to have the enjoyment of an orgasm. Right. It's That's not bad if you're, you're not like, oh my God, I'm so terrible. You had one and so did I. I should have just taken. No, it's <laughs> like, it, it's, even, it's even better when we both have the joyous experience. And so I think like a lot of people will say this like, oh, you're just doing the thing so you can feel good. Who cares? Right? Like that family got to eat and 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 was like, oh my God, somebody did this for us. Yeah. Like, and and this this is the, the crazy thing. Like, you know, I'm sure you've done something similar, right? And and it's interesting because that, well, the feeling is, is just, it's overwhelming almost. But also the thing that follows up after that, which was, again, not intentional because I'd never done anything like that. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but you start to see these things change in your life, right? Maybe it's your, maybe your heart changes. Maybe it's that you're looking at things from a different perspective or a different lens. I'm not sure what it is, but things start to kind of fall into place um, when you do something selfless for somebody. Maybe you pay for somebody's fucking coffee. It's five bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, that may make their day, you know, yeah. and you can, you can think about it like I may have made that person's day and I can just run with that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. anyway. So, but if you do it with the right intent, and I think that's what you were trying to say, the intent has to be right. I, I mean, I, I, think it, I think intention is like everything. When yeah. we've, we've lost that, like we as, a, as people and as a society are so results driven that we get the results and we still don't have what we wanted. So yeah. we, where the result is like, I'm going to make uh, this year, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars or whatever right. your goal is. Sure. And you make, you hit the goal and then you're still like, Oh, Oh, you're like happy for a minute. You pop a bottle whatever. And the next right. day you wake up, you wake up the next day and your life is actually exactly the same still. I do. And then, yeah. And then you go, man, I didn't even, what, and, and I would say like, what did you really want? You know, what it, what it, what was the thing? What was it in service of, which to me is your intention. So when I'm like living my life, I'm like, 
most of my intention almost every day is to provide value. It's one of the reasons I love doing a podcast because I get to give value to the world and get nothing and essentially get nothing back, right? I'm not here. I'm not doing this because you promised me any business or any money. There's no advertiser, right? Like, <laughs> it's literally like an, my, my, one of my biggest commitments is li in life is to contribute and sure. to provide value. Well, a really great way is to go get booked on podcasts, write articles, put things out and just give. If I walk into a, if I go to a networking group, I walk in going, my only job here is to provide value. It's not to get business or clients. Now, oddly or unoddly, by providing value, I get business and clients. But when I was getting business and clients before and not providing value, it didn't matter. It was empty and hollow. And then the business left and I had to get more. When clients leave now, I feel good because what I actually wanted was to provide value and I know I got that. Sure. No, so that makes total sense. I think like something I, I talk to a lot of my clients about is create intentions every day and sometimes multiple times. When you go to the gym, what's the intention? Because you're not going to look different after. Right. So what's the intention? For me, a lot of times is it's actually to, it's to, to, uh, energize, like shake off energy, un unneeded energy, sure. get it out of my system. Um, when we get off this podcast, I'm going to go outside with my dog. The intention is to like be joyful in watching her run around and play. Like there's no, yes, she's going to go to the bathroom and that's what needs to happen. But that can be like, a, oh, come on, let's go. But if I just watch her run around and play, it's like, oh man, that's my like little dog. And I get so much joy from it, right? Yeah. I'm not playing. I'm just watching her do it. Sure. So it's, you know, it made me think of something when you said, you know, we don't, we don't do the podcast for any other reason. We certainly don't do it for financial gain. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I'll tell you, I, 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 I reached out to a guy today. So I, we're selling this bed on our Facebook marketplace because my wife sure. needs to change out some shit, whatever. And so, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on there just screwing around and I see this uh, a, a, a boxing bag, whatever you call it, a punching bag or I'm losing the name of it. But anyway, sure. so um, <laughs> in, in a stand and I was like, oh, this is neat. So I clicked on it and I'm like, all right, see, and the guy, you know, you could send like a little message and the guy writes back something and, and then he writes, he goes, wait a minute. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, what is he about to say? He was like, you host successful life podcast. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was like, I just listened to the episode with Justin Kidd. I'm like, what's the chances of that happening? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it was just, it was such a weird feeling that the guy recognized who I was. And I guess because I don't do it for recognition. Um, but it was just really cool. I don't know. I, I just thought I'd share that with you. It did feel no, good. No, it, it came back around, right? You're like out providing value and somehow it comes back around. And like, I, like, look, if you put good into the world, it's not, some people are like, oh, it's like karma. This is maybe, I don't know, right? We make, we, karma is like very like, we can't prove any of that. But what I can prove is if you put more good into the world, there's more good in the world. So the likelihood of you encountering good is more likely. If you drop $1 bills all over the street when you walk around, the odds of you encountering a $1 bill when you walk around is more likely. Or even more so, the odds of somebody else going, oh, that's cool, I'm gonna drop $5 bills, $10 bills. 
So it's not like what goes around comes around. Sure, that's like the saying. But if you put negativity into the world, you're going to find more negativity because you're adding, that's what you're adding to the pot. Sure. But if you put positivity or good intentions or helpfulness or love, you're going to get that because that's what you're adding into the, 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 um, what is it called when we go, when everybody brings food to like a potluck? Potluck. Yeah. Yeah. Like what are you bringing to the potluck of life? Right. Right. Like, and and great point. So, you know, you said something about energy a second ago and, 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 and I, you know what, I just, I just want to talk about that for a quick second because I've, I'm a, I believe in energy a thousand percent. I believe that if you came on and your energy sucked, eventually <laughs> my energy would have sucked. Right. Sure, and, yeah. and so in, in the way I look at that, you know, God is one, one is, let's see, how does it, we are one, God is one, we, one, we are one of God, something like that. Right. That's energy. Right. So, so in other words, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that, that you, have to, you have to think about how you, you know, this kind of ties back to how you said earlier, and I, I think it was on the podcast, or maybe it was a conversation before, you're like, I, it was before, you said, I, I help people to, to show up, right? I help them to show up with the energy that they're trying to show up as, but they're just, they just need a little help, right? And so yeah. if people are showing up, like, you, like the example that you gave with, you know, every product knowledge in the world about a set of knives into the best knives in the world, but, but homeboy's energy sucks. He's not going to sell any knives. Yep. Yeah. So I, I want folks to, that are listening to really think about that when you're showing up in whatever you're doing in life. Yeah. And like, let's, let's think about it. Like, um, so I talk about this, like, is the way how we show up is like who we're being now. I know you have a, a, a little dog and that you love very much when you're playing with that dog, when you and your wife are on the floor and you're playing with that dog. Cause you guys, you don't have, don't have any kids, right? One. Oh, okay. 12, so I bet actually 11. it's the same. What? Say that again. She's 11. Okay. So when you're, when you're playing with her, right? When you guys are having fun at the playground or however, however, an 11, I don't know how an 11 year old has fun. I don't remember, but however an 11 year old has fun when, and I say like, yeah, probably not like that, but like when you're at the, you know, maybe take back a few years, but when, when we're having fun with our dog, our kid, I would say that we are, hang on, hang on a second. I got somebody coming in and the dogs are yeah. barking. So I think, yeah, so, yeah, so if, you know, when we're, when we're sharing those experiences with either our, you know, a pet or a child or whatever that looks like, right? Um, I feel like, you know, if you look back when... You want me to jump back in? Yeah. So the way I, I like to think about this is the way you talked about, like the way we show up. And I'll say it's like who we're being about things. And what I mean by that is if we look at... Um, if we look at the way like we are in life, when you, if you're a single person out there, how do you go on dates? Do you show up thinking, oh, another date. This is probably going to suck. It's not going to go well. I've been on so many dates. I never meet anyone. Guys are like this. Women are like this. Whoever is like this. When you get there, you show up and bring that way of being to that date. 
Do you think if I show up and I'm like really like excited and happy and you show up with that attitude, I'm going to want to see you again. And what does it do? I'm not going to call you because your attitude sucked. And then you're going to go see another guy. Another date didn't call me. You made that happen, yeah. right? Like you, you had no idea how I was going to show up. And I think we do that. Like we do that all the time. I used to, uh, when I was in the restaurant business, waiters and bartenders and people would be like, Oh, I got this like terrible tip. And they're taking that energy into the next table. Now that next table is like, man, our server's kind of a dick. You know, why, why are they all like not hospitable or, and the server's like, Oh, I'm probably just getting another bad tip. So I don't care. And then they do get another bad tip because they were not that cool. And then it repeats the cycle. Now they could look, there are times you just get a bad tip, right? Or you go on a bad date. Sure. But you could reset. You can reset and go, hey, it happens. The stock market loses money. It happens. Deals fall through. Clients leave. There's bad dates. Some people are jerks. But the thing is, I can't control any of that. Right. All I can control is who I show up as. And likely, if I show up as the person I want to be, when I, you know, I'm going to go into business deals thinking this is going to work out. This is positive. No one's going to screw me or I'm going to provide value. I'm going to make money. And if it does go bad, well, where's the opportunity to learn from it? Not, Oh, they always go like this. Yes. Dude, I think you're... that's, that's where we can transform our lives in a moment is who are you being? And you don't have to be an expert to do this. Pay attention. Next time you go on a date, who are you being? What's your, like, you can use what, like, am I being angry, grumpy, disappointed? Like, what are, are you being happy, fun, playful, alive, adventurous? If you look at that in your life all over, who are you being when you show up to work? Who are you being on a date? Who are you being with your partner? When your wife walks in the house and you're, let's say you're, you know, sitting at your computer on the dining room table and she walks in and she's like, ugh, worst day ever. I don't even want to talk. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I, because I, because I don't want to, I don't want to dive into that. Right. I don't want I don't want to partake in it. And now it's more of the worst day ever. Cause my husband doesn't even want to talk to me. But, <laughs> right. but she came in and was like, Corey, man, today was really hard. Like, can we, can you like, can I vent to you or can you listen or can you tell me everything's going to be okay? The difference, I'm not saying it's easy to do that. You got to be conscious. You got to like, sure. when your key hits the door, being like, shit, I'm about to walk in the house and be like a curmudgeonly jerk. I'm going to walk in the house and just share that I'm disappointed and I'm sad and ask my partner to love me and give me some support. That's the most simple advice anybody could take and it would change the trajectory of their life. Period. Whole relationship goes different after that moment. Thousand percent. You know, it's and look, insane. Our and here's the thing: as a grown-up, it's I think it's your responsibility. You're you said you have an 11 year old daughter. She's 11. She doesn't understand this, and she, it's not her job to yet. So when your kid's acting like an asshole, which we all were kids and we all sure. act like assholes, it's your job as the parent to be like, who do I want to be in the face of this? True. Like, do I want to be? mean or do i want to like hug them do i want to tell them i love them do you know like you get to choose and yeah. it's, it's your it's your responsibility to decide who you want to show up as in this world and i would say there's nothing that impacts your life more than making that decision 
You know, that's such a great point. And I, I have to share a quick story with you. So I, when I was at the RT Live event a couple of years back, uh, they played a video and, and the video was about this dad and this daughter. And they were, you know, he would walk her to school. He would pack her lunch. He would go to school, walk her home. I mean, just, I mean, 100% just an amazing dad, right? And at the very end of this video, well, the dad didn't have a job and the dad was lying to his kid. And so the kid said to him, you know, you don't, you don't have to lie about going to work. And like for this guy, he had put up so he had put up such a fight, so to speak, to be this ideal person in his daughter's life all for nothing because he, and I say that because the kid knew, Right. So don't think your kids don't know. Don't think they don't watch you because dude, they watch you. They watch what you're doing. I, I watched my daughter the other day and she's moving her hands. As you tell, I move my hands a lot and I'm watching her mannerisms and they're just like mine. I mean, identical. She's not even biologically my child, but I've graced her since she was a little over three. And so, but she acts and talks the voice inflection. It's crazy. It's insane. And I think she's paying no attention to anything. What's funny, and that's so funny too, because if we, if anyone, all, everyone actually listening to this, think about your parents. You know the stuff that you didn't like about them when they were, when you were a kid. You know what you don't want to turn into. You know what you did love about them that you would take away. You know what you appreciate. You were paying attention. Not you weren't listening to every word, but you were paying attention. And even if you weren't like you were glued to the TV, when your mom or dad was acting like a way that you didn't like, you still heard it yeah. and it still had an impact and you, it's in your subconscious. And I, I think that's everywhere. Like we, if you don't think your boss is paying attention, he's paying attention. If you don't think your, you know, um, your, your neighbors are paying attention, like people, everyone's paying attention, but not, it's just not necessarily like focused, right? They're not like, Ooh, I saw you do that thing. But they, they, we all, we all, it's, 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 we are like um, reception machines. We're like feeding all this in yeah. and it's kind of like, Hey, if you don't like how things are going, notice who you're being and, and how, what other people are noticing about you is playing a factor in that. Yeah. It's a great point. That's a really great point. And, 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 and you know, and, and when you realize if you are the asshole, then, fucking change it if you want a different result, right? You got to make a fucking yeah. decision. And that decision is I want to not like act like a fucking asshole. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, it's all, it's all perspective, right? Cause what you think is an asshole and what I think is an asshole is different, which is yeah. why I like to say like, Hey, is the way you're acting serving you? Is True. it, if, if you have goals to find a loving partner, acting like an asshole probably isn't going to help you get them. Now, if you have goals and you want some, you know, you, you don't want a partner. Great. Like it might be serving you. That might be keeping people away. You don't have to fall in love. Um, if you want to make more money, you're going to have to fall in love. My, I, I, in, in certain ways with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause what you got, you got, however you got it. And now you're comfortable with it. And you're gonna have to fall in love with being uncomfortable. None of us like that. No, that's so true, dude. And and this is the thing, like, if you feel like 
if you are striving to make more money, if you're striving to become this, whatever it is you're striving to be, and you are comfortable and it feels like things are not moving, and guess what? At, to your point, you need to do something differently to shake things up. If it's maybe it's getting up 30 minutes earlier to read a book, or maybe it's going to bed 30 minutes earlier yeah. so you can get better sleep. Just and you don't have to make massive changes. Like you don't have to, you know, go be a monk, right? I mean, you could just go to church if that's what your goal is, right? I mean, yeah, baby steps, right? You don't have to take massive steps at a time. You could. This is this story. I wish I was there when this story was told. But my, uh, this I don't know if this was around when I was born or uh, like right before I was born. But my uncle and my aunt have always been very into personal development. It's like one of the reasons I'm where I am today is because of the influence that they provided. And, um, but when I was, again, either born or not born, my uncle was sitting around and my grandfather, they were all like a table together. And my grandfather saw my uncle reading a personal development book. My grandfather said to my uncle, you read a lot of those books, don't you? And my uncle's like, yeah, I love them. And he goes, but I don't get it. Why don't you just read one and do everything in it? Ooh, man. <laughs> it's kind of a little like smack, but, at this, but and my uncle joke, tells this story now and he jokes about it. There's nothing wrong with reading all the personal development books. There's nothing wrong with going on all the retreats. There's nothing wrong with going to every business conference. But what I would challenge people is, are you actually even doing the things, right? Like, pick up one book on business, read it and do everything in it yeah. and see if something changes. You don't have to read all the books. You don't need the whole library. You don't need it to listen to every podcast. You can, right? Like I like reading personal development books. I, I love them. They're fun. I think I learn, but it's not reading a hundred of them. That's going to make me, that's going to change something. It's actually implementing what's inside of them. So it could be one or 50, but I got to implement what's in there. Yeah, no, you, you that's, a, that's such a great point. And I think your grandfather was pretty bright by saying that. Like, that was a pretty good, I've never even looked at it like that because, well, I mean, I try to consume everything I can consume, you know? <laughs> so, but, but then lots of times I wonder like, damn it, am I confusing myself because I'm listening to so many different things? Like, and so I think yeah. there could be some of that going on for some folks, you know? I mean, I, I do believe that you probably shouldn't be reading three different books at a time about personal development because there's going to be some things in there that are going to line up. And there's maybe some things that don't. And then you've got to decide what those things are. And most of the time, if we're presented with too many options, we just don't do any of them. Yeah. It's just a fact. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, Alex, this has been great, dude. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I don't even know what direction this went in, but I do know this, it was really cool and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. It was really fun and the time like flew by. It really did. Like I was looking around cause I don't even, you know, I don't, I don't, know, I don't <laughs> even know what time it is. So anyway, listen, Alex, I appreciate you. Can you please just give everybody, uh, tell everybody where they can find you so they can follow you and, and, and your book where they can find that and your course, all the, all the things. Yeah, yeah. The easiest ways are to, one would be go to thedreammason.com. And from there, everything, course, book, podcasts, you can see all of it. You can reach out to me through there. I'll respond to you. Or if you're, if you like Instagram, it's probably the one social media that I'm like active on. I'm on the others, but I'm, I'm just not that active. 
Uh, on Instagram, it's inspirational. And then my name, Alex. So inspirational Alex on Instagram. And again, I'll respond to you and whatnot. You and I interact on there. You're always telling me about talking about my puppy and show me yours. So <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the best way. And like I said, if, if you want to pick up my book, it's called Fictional Authenticity. Uh, you can get it through those places. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me, man. I, cool. I appreciate it. I had no idea where this was going to go either, but I thought it was fun. And I actually got to say some things I've never said. So thanks for giving me that space. Dude, absolutely. And I think that, uh, and, and you know what, this is the last thing I just want to say really quick. Anybody that listens to this podcast can, this is how spirited conversations go between two people that, you know, that may have some different beliefs, but you don't have to fight with people, right? You don't have to fight with people. So, you know, and so thank you. And, and, and I, and now that you say that, likewise, I, I got to talk about some things that I, I don't normally talk about. So, I appreciate you, Alex. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.